Welcome everyone! Welcome back! Welcome back to a year of grace. It's Shannon, your something new podcaster. You're something new blogger. You're something new Bible study writer and teacher. And additionally, you're something new Amazon storefront, Texas girl. Y'all, I am delighted to be back with y'all today for episode 14 of our year-long look at grace, at grace, at our Father's unmerited, undeserved favor of his daughters, his grace, his power, his majesty, his care, his provision, his protection, and his direction in our lives to follow the call that he has placed upon each and every one of his sweet daughters. The call from our Father cannot be denied. Surely, surely, sweet sisters, can run from it, can pretend they don't hear it, can close off that part of their hearts that is open to obedience. Regardless, though, sweet y'all, we cannot deny the call. The call that he places on each of our lives is not just so we can trumpet or herald ourselves. We've discussed this now in the past several times that we have been able to visit together. The call that he places on our lives is so that we can come together, minister to one another, encourage one another, lend our support to one another, share our life's experiences with one another. There used to be a widely held belief for women that what we needed really more than anything in life was a mentor, an older woman to help us, to direct us further along our path. And then that idea became out of date, became antique. And then there was a huge push that we don't need a mentor. No, 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 that's wrong. What we need is somebody who will vouch for us, somebody who will serve as a bit of a goodwill ambassador for us, someone who can recommend us, someone on our side out in the world. No, no, no. No, no, no. What we need more than anything else, what will open every door, what will throw open our windows, let the fresh air of Christ's good news into our hearts. We need to follow the call that he has on our lives. We need to accept his timing. We need to accept his direction. 
And as best we can, we need to come together with other like-minded sisters who will serve as an encouragement to our hearts as we walk along the path of our calling. Knowing full well that each one of us is called to go forth in life, honoring and delivering upon the great commission. Remember last time we spoke of the great commission found at the very, 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 very end of the wonderful book, the wonderful New Testament gospel of Matthew. Let me share these words to refresh all of our memories. If you do not have your Bible, please do not worry about that. I will happily read along and I will read out loud for us all. So that way, wherever you are listening right now, you are part of this important work that our Father is doing in our lives. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 begins. Then Jesus came to them and said, now going forward, these are Jesus's words. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, let's go back for just a moment. All authority, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Has been given to me. All authority has been given to Christ. Does that mean that I don't have a role to play? In my destiny, in my calling, of course not. But who chose my destiny? Who chose my calling? It was surely not I. Who chose your calling, your destiny? Who perfectly situated you and provided you with what you will need? Was it you? Certainly not. It was our Father who predetermined, preordained, and prepared in advance everything that each sweet sister would need to move forward in the work that he gives us all. Y'all, when... I return from this very short break. We will be visiting Paul's words in the book of Romans. We touched on them last time. We are ready to expand upon them now. So y'all, please stay with me. I will be right back. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break.
Sweet y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to A Year of Grace. It's Shannon, y'all, and I could not adore each of you more. I am delighted to have this time with you, and I am so, so proud of the work that you are sharing with me that you are doing now out and about in your communities. The book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, is fantastic. Let me share these powerful words. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing the message. What message? The message of the good news of Christ, the message of the gospel of Christ, the message that began in the Old Testament and continues straight ahead into the New Testament with the living God, with the Holy Spirit, with our Savior, Christ Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. And as I shared last time, sometimes we need to hear and hear and hear and hear and hear and hear the message. In fact, many times women need to hear and hear and hear and hear and hear about something six or eight or 10 or 12 times before they're more receptive to it. I know about this. Y'all may trust me on this. Sometimes a woman might feel called to attend a certain event, a Bible study, a gathering with other women. And rather than feeling uncertainty, perhaps, nervousness, certainly, but going forward with where she believes the Father is calling her, instead, she will be inclined to make excuses not to attend, not to go for, not to stretch her comfort zone. Rather than that, we must encourage one another that when we hear from God in our spirits, we obey. Obedience is where our blessing is. Obedience is where the joy is. Obedience to him changes the trajectory of our lives unlike anything else. When we hear him and we deny him, we thwart, at least for a time, his plan, his blessings the path that he intends for us. How do I know this? How am I so certain of this? Many, many, many of you 
ask me this sort of question all the time. How am I so certain? How is that possible? How do you just believe? I can't let myself just believe. How do you do it? What about this? What about that? What about these other things that concern me? How do I just believe? If you have not heard the voice, the living God in your spirit, as I did in October of 1996, how do you know if you have not felt God's warm and open invitation to follow him, to give your life to him as I did as a darling little second grader in Tulsa, Oklahoma, USA at Garnett Road Baptist Church on Easter Sunday when I was baptized. If you have not felt it, how do you know? What do we learn here in Romans? Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. If you haven't heard from Christ, you believe, who can be a beacon for you? I know you know the answer. We've talked about it so much. I know you know that you can look to a sweet sister and she might be able to provide confidence for you. I am certain that if you and I sat together, I could provide confidence to you that you may trust the plans that the Lord has for your life just as assuredly as I have. In October of 1996, my life changed. That hot and muggy, miserable afternoon in North Texas, whew, it, was, it was oppressive, the humidity. It was oppressive, the heat. I was dressed for late fall <laughs> rather than July heat and humidity. When I went to the home of my best friend, her childhood home, because she had brought her sweet, sweet, sweet boy over to show me. Although we grew up living within a few moments of each other, and we went to junior high and high school and TCU, go frogs, all together. Our lives after that separated us geographically. But when she came and I met her precious little boy for the first time, I burst into tears. Just walked in the doorway. She turned, had him in her arms, uh, took one look at his precious little face, and burst into tears. It was incredible. Now, I had to wait. I had to wait quite a while to get to hold him myself. I had to wait for her, and then I had to wait for her grandma 
her mom and her sister to all hold him first. And I was patient, y'all. I was patient and I waited until it was my turn. What happened next when it was my turn will astound y'all. And I will be sharing that with you as soon as I return. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Sweet dearies, as I settled down onto the couch to hold this precious, precious boy for the first time, I was beaming from ear to ear. I was so happy for my sweet best friend. I was so happy for her. I was happy for her family. This first grandbaby was such a blessing to the entire family. And as always happens when you're a new mom, if there is someone nearby with whom you can entrust your little one, your sweet, precious little one, even if it's just for a few moments, you learn to take advantage of those times. You might run to the bathroom. You might eat a quick snack. You might grab a load of laundry and throw it out of the washing machine and into the dryer. You might just take a moment in prayer. You might just lean your head back in your chair and and close your eyes for a quick moment. Being a new mom is exhilarating and it is exhausting. And that is not shared enough. It is both. It's exhilarating. It's exhilarating what you have just done in your life, adding to your family if you've delivered. Your child, you know how exhausting a process that can be if you are are like this Texas girl and you ended your pregnancy in the hospital on bed rest. You know how tired you are before you meet your little one. If you have been praying and hoping that your adoption would become complete, you know the upheaval and the anxiety and the energy that you feel draining out of you as you're praying and praying and praying through that process. You enter motherhood exhilarated and exhausted. And as I sat holding this sweet baby, There was absolutely no thought in my mind of becoming a mom. None. I had a very busy career. The chief had a very busy career. We were super happy together. We were donating time and money and energy into the lives of friends' children. We had absolutely no desire, no inkling of having a baby together, even though we both love kids. I spent an enormous amount of time growing up as a babysitter, and I loved it, loved those littles that I cared for. But until that moment, the Lord had not revealed his plan for me 
to ultimately become a mom myself. As I sat there holding that sweet, precious baby, my sweet friend disappeared into the back of the house. My other sweet friend, her sister, dashed into the kitchen to get something to eat. Sweet mom dashed off to speak on the phone with a friend who was calling to take care of a few tasks. And it was just the two of us sitting there. And I guarantee you that sweet baby was as happy as he could be. I laid him on my lap. I was holding both of his little hands. He was babbling and cooing and (laughs) grinning up at me. And we were in a state of profound bliss. I was as happy as I could be. And yet I had absolutely no desire nor, nor call to motherhood myself until, until something happened that had never happened before. I heard the voice of God speak into my very spirit into my very heart, my very soul. And I started crying once again. Something like this had never happened to me at that point. Yes, I felt called as a second grader to surrender my life to Christ. But I had never heard the words of the living God within me. They were Him. They were Him. His character, his holiness, his direction, his care wasn't me. It was him. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes from the word of God. This is how I can assuredly tell you that I can encourage your walk with him. This is how I know. Faith comes by hearing, and I heard, and my life changed. It changed. It forever changed, because he had a plan in place for me, which I willingly obeyed. Now, from that October afternoon, we went all the way through 1996. 1997 until August of 1999, in fact, all of 96, all of 97, all of 98, almost all of 99, until we found out that I was expecting. And then my sweet girl was not born until 2000. That is a long time to wait. For God's words to come to pass in your life. This is how I know I can encourage you along your path. This is how I am certain. So when we gather together next time, we will begin right here with these words from our Father and with the response that I had.
Now, I will save those stories for next time when we are once again visiting together. Y'all, I cannot thank you enough for being with me today, and I am already so eager to be with y'all next time. And now, from me in Texas, that's a wrap. Bye for now.